0: Well, welcome to the, I think this is the 16th or 17th uh, podcast now of Being Human, and I can't explain how overjoyed I am to have uh, a legend of chiropractic, someone who is well traveled throughout the world, someone who has worked in just about every country where there's been chiropractic, and someone whose mission in life is to teach and to bring on chiropractors, um, graduates, and even teaching chiropractors that have been around the business for a very long time um a, a great teacher of mine um i listened to the, some of the podcasts uh interviews and i've been on uh some courses that have been run by this gentleman um also so i'm very very pleased overjoyed to have with us uh dr tim young tim young um welcome to the podcast
1: i appreciate you what a what a great introduction that um i'm very humbled by that but thank you and i appreciate you very much
0: no, well it, it, this is this is a, a, a brilliant moment. and with people like yourself uh, on this podcast that are looking to promote chiropractic and the training of chiropractic, um, I, th- I think it can only be a good thing. Oh, before I start, I'd like to ask a few things about your sort of early life, and et cetera because people will be interested in that. And I'm also okay. interested if you can get the, have the, a first date, you have got a date of a, an upcoming um, training, a seminar in the UK. And I know that you'll have people traveling from abroad. They'll be jumping on planes and trains and whatever they need to to get to um, to get to London. But if you can just let us know about the the date of what the the course that you're running.
1: Yeah, so I will be in London, um, right outside the London Airport, on May seventeenth and eighteenth of this year. On the seventeenth, I'll be um, teaching an adjusting course, a technique course. <clears throat> My it's called the motion specific technique that I created years ago. I've taught it worldwide. I'll be teaching it in about three weeks and. It, the, the class is filled. I had to turn people away, so this is a big one. So that'll be on May 17th, and then on the 18th, it's a workshop that I'll be going through everything chiropractic, from philosophy to practice management to anything that uh, anyone needs to know or wants to know about how to run a very successful, uh, profitable chiropractic uh, business. We're going to talk about that, um, and the best way to find that out if you go to focusokc.com go to the website and there's a list of all the events and you and it'll say london it'll say london and you just click on it and but that tells me where i'm going to be you know all over the world but um the focus okc.com and that's where they can find all that information
0: anyone that can't get there tim what we are a great recommendation um about how they can still get information from you i know that you, you have an organization of training
1: yeah, I've got a, I have a coaching group, uh, a consulting group called Focus Foundations, and the information on that same website, focusokc.com, is all the information on that. Um, I have doctors in 50 different countries um, that are training, and what I what I've done is I've went in with video, and I've created everything I think, say, and do in practice within this program. So when you join the program, you have a series of videos that will show you in my office. It's not like I'm going to tell you what I used to do. You're really going to be able to watch what I did. I just recorded a consultation and exam that I did last week and I put it on this program. So you can, it's just like you're standing in my office watching me. And for those of that don't know me, I, you know, I've run a very high volume practice. I've seen as many as 250, 260 patient visits in a day. um, Just me and two CAs. And so, and I've done this with no marketing, no advertising, all word of mouth. And that's what I'm going to teach. And so, if um, you know, I teach technique, I teach how to read x-rays, I teach how to do a consultation, exam, report of findings. I mean, anything, anything that you would want to know, a lot of personal development. Um, Adam, one of the biggest things that I coach and teach with all my doctors, it, it's important. It, it's important what you do, but it's more important is who you are when you're doing it. And so as a chiropractor, who you are when you step into the office, the, the, what, what the core essence of who you are. That's what translates to that patient, and so we work a lot on those kind of things too. So, if anybody has any uh, interest in learning more about themselves, about chiropractic, about philosophy, about technique, about the science of the adjustment, it's all it's all available in that program.
0: Yeah, what a wonderful thing! Obviously, you know, I've uh, I've joined the the, the group itself, um, but but uh, Tim, can I take you? I think a lot of people would be interested, and you're quite a legend. Quite interested in your background. You know, how did you? You know, were you sort of born this wonderful chiropractor, or did something change? Who was there? Were the people that were important to you in your life? Who were the chiropractors that um, made the best difference?
1: So you know, what's interesting is I just this morning I was on on the phone with my book publisher. Where my, my book, I just got three more chapters done. We're we're working on getting a book about all of this. But I I was I was uh, raised in the country of Missouri. You know, in the United States. Uh, right in the middle of the country, Southwest Missouri, I was raised in a country and very, very um, poor and humble beginnings. I mean, we, we, we hunted and we fished and we grew all of our food out of the garden. Uh, we milked cow. Well, we actually milked goats. <laughs> That's where we got our milk. So um, I was raised very poor that I didn't have anything. And fast forward, uh, my father took a, a job with a uh, horamel. It's a, I don't know if you guys have Hormel over there. It's a, a meat packing company they, they produced, you, know, you know, different bacon and meat and all those different things. He worked there. So we moved to town, which was Springfield, Missouri. Well, I had an uncle that I had never met before that was a chiropractor. And that, and I started seeing him when I was in the fifth grade, just, you know, bike accidents, football, you know, sports. I would go see my uncle Bill and I'll make it a very long story short, but this is how, you know, growing up Again, without anything, and then I was influenced by my uncle. He would adjust it. I didn't know what that meant. I mean, I'm back hurt, and I go see my uncle Bill, and he would adjust me, but I, mean, I didn't learn anything about it. Well, when I was 18 years old, I was in a a, a very a severe car accident. Um, it was a, a, a I broke my back, I broke my lower back, I broke ribs, a concussion. It was probably shouldn't have walked away from it. It was a really, really a severe accident, and I had just started. I wanted. I was. Uh, 18 years old and I just started bodybuilding. I wanted to be a bodybuilder and and the, and the I broke my back and all. And so the orthopedic doctor came into the, you know, the room after they did the MRIs and he said, well, I got some bad news. He said, well, the good news is you're alive. You're lucky to be alive. And he said, the bad news is um, your bodybuilding days are over and more than likely you're going to have a, a significant limp for the rest of your life due to your injuries. Well, you, you can only imagine being 18 year old and just getting started to get this news. Well, I couldn't even walk for over a week because I've had so much swelling in my lower back. But then when I, when I was able to walk and get around, I went to see my uncle Bill, the chiropractor. And I told him, I told him what the, um, orthopedic doctor said, and, and I won't repeat it on here. This is a, a family channel, but he had a few choice words and he said, lay on the table. And he started to adjust me. Um, six weeks from that moment, six weeks later, I was back in the gym. Six months later, I won my first bodybuilding show, Mister Teenage Missouri. Um, it planted a seed, and it changed the course of my life. Fast forward, I you know I didn't decide to be a chiropractor then. I was going, I was going to do all these different things. I joined the military. I joined the United States Navy. Um, I wanted to be a, uh, a Navy SEAL. That was my that was what I wanted to do. And while I was in the Navy, I started doing a lot of extra training, trying to prepare to go into SEAL training. And so, as I was doing this, I um, started having a lot of lower back pain. Well, I'm in the military. I'm 21 years old, 20, 22 years old, I guess, at this time. And the military doctors, they they did their exams and their all their testing and stuff, and they called me in, Alan. Um, this was this this was the summer of 1988. They called me into the office, into this in in, in Chicago, Illinois, up up in a in, in this big building, and they said. Well, we know you have a problem, but we don't know what the problem is. So, what they're recommending is exploratory back surgery. Well, Alan, I'm 22 years old. I don't know anything, but what I do know is the word exploratory and back surgery should never be used together. <laughs> and they're not doing it. And they're, they're not going to do it to me. And I looked at this lady. And of course, I'm in the military, and you know it's different. They when you when you join the military. You're government property. They own you. and But I looked at her and said, no, ma'am, we'll not do that. And She was really confused. She was shocked. She said, I'm sorry? She goes, no, ma'am, I will not do that surgery. And she looked down and she looked at the file and she said, well, um, the only thing we can do is send you home. And Alan, at that very moment, and I've told this story a thousand times, but I can never articulate um, the power of that moment. God laid his hand on my shoulder and said, you will be a chiropractor. I knew. I knew right then. I didn't know what that meant. I did, I, 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 didn't ha- I had never thought about it. It was not on the radar. I was going to be a Navy SEAL. I was a warrior. No, you're a chiropractor. And I smiled and I said, send me home. And I got out of the Na- it, it took forever. I got out of the Navy and went back home. I worked building chain link fence, building fence for a summer started my undergrad that January and didn't stop until I got my degree. Um, and it wasn't easy, but that was, it was an interesting, so it's, you know, it's the way God leads us down this path of, you know, I have, I have a story, a significant story. I I, I know that chiropractic, if it wasn't for chiropractic, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be doing anything. And so that's why I'm so passionate about this profession. And I could tell stories for hours on miracles I've seen within chiropractic, but the miracle in my own life, that's what led me to this moment right now.
0: So so with yourself, Tim, I sort of have two questions. Uh, one, when you had the original uh, adjustments from your, your uncle Bill, um, what firstly, what that was, what you understand your belief system, the belief system of what's actually happening, what is actually happening in the body when you were being adjusted. And secondly, which university did you, did you, um, where you were students at
1: well so if i understand your question correctly when i first got adjusted i'll never forget my very first adjustment i was between the fourth and fifth grade i literally thought he ripped my head off <laughs> it scared the hell out of me because <laughs> i i had no idea what he was doing you know you can imagine that first cervical adjustment um and i remember it like it was yesterday And he didn't explain anything he just did he was he's what we called a um an old country hillbilly chiropractor. He just adjusted. He didn't do exams. He didn't do therapy. He said lay down and, and just went to work. Um, he graduated from Cleveland Chiropractic School in Kansas City in 1966. So he'd been doing this a while, right? Well, um, so back then, it was just, you just got adjusted and and it, and everything got better. You didn't question it. It's just part of it. I went to school in. Uh, I went to the same chiropractic school. I, I went to Cleveland Chiropractic School in Kansas City. I graduated in 1990. Well, I walked in 1993. I got my degree in 94 because of, of, of some uh, extra classes I took. But with that being said, the question is, what does chiropr- what is chiropractic? And this is what I've after 30 years, almost 30 years of practice. This is what I know to be true, um, Alan. This is what chiropractic is. Chiropractic is going into the spine and looking for stress. Stress in the spine is caused by one one major accident, one major trauma, or repetitive trauma through time. Whether it be bad posture, um, work, sleeping improperly, whatever it may be, or a car accident, a fall, it doesn't matter. And when you have stress and insult to the spinal joints, those joints will protect themselves by locking up and getting tight, trying to restrict the motion so it doesn't do more damage. That's how the body works. It's physiology. This isn't debatable. This is, this is physiological fact. Our job as a chiropractor is to locate that stress, introduce motion back into the joint, maintain motion long enough to allow that joint to then heal. When you do that, it takes a stress off the nerve supply, off the tissue. Now the brain can communicate to the tissue at a higher level. It can communicate and, and and, and allow the healing potential as chiropractors. That's what we do. And the problem with that is it sounds too easy. It sounds too simple. Um, and, and, and most people want to complicate it because they think that can't be enough. But what you don't, what they don't understand, Alan, is that that is a miracle. That is a miracle. When we, when we give a specific adjustment, you know, the majority of what we see is, oh, that feels better. But you have to ask yourself, why? Why does it feel better? But then the other question is, well, I've adjusted. I've adjusted a little four-year-old boy that had kidney failure; his kidneys were the size of raisins. I adjusted him, inverted in a third lumbar, and he, he his, he, his, bowels weren't working. He wasn't growing. He had to wear a diaper at almost five years old. I start adjusting. His bowels start working. His kidneys grow back. He grows seven inches and put on thirty pounds. Okay, why? It's this exact same reason that I feel better after an adjustment, the same reason that his kidneys grew, his bowels started working, he grew six inches, it's exactly the same principle. So yes, it is as simple as making an adjustment, but what's going on within the body, the brain releasing chemicals and endorphins and hormones and the healing properties and allowing the innate intelligence of the body to express, that is a miracle that God has given us. And this is what Chiropractors. This is where they fail because they take that for granted. They just start taking it for granted that all they're doing is manipulating the spine, and that is not it. That is not it. They are connecting the brain to the tissue cell. There's not a. There's not a more powerful job than that right there.
0: Yes. Yeah, so, so with yourself, Tim, um, have you got? I can imagine you've got a couple of stories of ladies who <laughs> wanted to become pregnant who have become. Pregnant after uh, chiropractic? Do you have any any stories like that which you can tell us that things have actually you know happened to you? You've experienced. I mean, I, I expect there's thousands, but
1: oh, I've got so I have I have so many. I will tell you what I have. Um, I have babies that weren't supposed to be born because their mother wasn't supposed to get pregnant. Told that she couldn't get pregnant, and the mom comes in at, at, at you know. 19 years old, right? And I started adjusting mom. And now mom had a baby. And now that baby is bringing their babies. <laughs> so it's, it's you know, so wrap your mind around that. My favorite story to tell on this, and I've got millions of them, and I'll tell it very quickly because I know we're on time. So a mother, you know, um, a lady was coming in, her and her husband. She was, she wasn't told that she couldn't have a child, but they weren't conceiving. They, they, it just wasn't happening. I start specifically adjusting. Now, listen for everybody listening to me. I wasn't adjusting her trying to, try, I wasn't, my job wasn't to help her body get pregnant. That's not what I was doing. I, I analyzed her spine. I found stress in the spine. And my job was to restore motion in the joints of the spine and allow the brain to communicate and do its job. We all We all say that the power that made the body heals the body. But Reggie Gold said this, and, and this is what I follow. The power that made the body heals the body. No, it doesn't. It can, but it doesn't have to. And so what that does is that removes responsibility from us. It wasn't my responsibility to help her get pregnant. That's not, that wasn't my responsibility. My responsibility was to restore proper motion in this lady's spine. And I did that. And then she got pregnant. So that was the miracle. Well, fast forward, she decides to have a natural birth. So, as she was getting ready to deliver at home, the baby got stuck in the birth canal. What they didn't know this baby was 11 pounds. Yeah. And it, he, Colin Coleman was huge. So, he got stuck in the birth canal. So, they rushed her to the hospital. I get the phone call that night from um, the father, Mark. Dr. Young, we've got a problem. Um, Christy had to get to the hospital and, and they, they, they had to forcefully. Um, Deliver Coleman. He's in ICU. They're not sure if he's gonna make it through the night. There's something wrong. Can you come? And I said, Well, Mark, um, I'm I'm not a I'm not licensed. I'm not I can't just walk into a hospital in ICU and start adjusting people. And he said, Well, let me let me talk to the um, doctor on call here that's on the floor and let me see if they'll let you come in. All right, now picture this. This there's Seven hospitals in Oklahoma City, and there's hundreds and hundreds of doctors, and probably a thousand babies being born. I had one doctor, or I had one patient of mine that was a pediatrician that was on call at that moment on that floor with that patient. Now, tell me, tell me the, the, the odds of that happening are astronomical. And if, and if people don't believe that there's a God, they're they sadly mistaken because He put that doctor in that place at that time. And that doctor, Dr. Roger, I'll never his, his kids are still patients of mine today. He said, if Dr. Young can do anything, have him come. So I show up at the hospital. Um, there was a nurse waiting on me. And when I walked through the door, she said, you must be Uncle Tim. And I was confused. <laughs> and then I started laughing. I, you know, I get it. So I had to put on the, the, the frock and the hair thing and the booties and all the stuff. And I go into this IC, ICU room, Alan. Standing there is Christy, the mom, Mark, four nurses, and then over in this little plastic bed with all these wires and all these things hooked up was Coleman. So I walked up to Christy, Alan, and her, her, she looked like she'd been hit by a bus. Her hair was all over the place. Her face was just beat up. Her eyes, there were no white. There was no white in her eyes. Every blood vessel in both eyes had, had exploded. They were blood red. I had never seen anything like it. And I looked at Mark, and Christy couldn't even talk, and I looked at Mark, and I said, what happened? And they said, well, Coleman got stuck in the birth canal, and when they got him in, they took their hand, and they pushed him, turned him, and ripped him out. They ripped him out. And when they did, all that pressure that Christy went through busted the blood vessels in her eyes. So, I mean, and I, and it was amazing. So I turned around and I walked over to where Coleman was and I looked up at the monitor and there's all these things and I didn't know what it meant, but I saw two things that I'll never forget. His heart rate, his heart rate was about a, almost 200 beats a minute, but it was just, it was just about ready to explode. But his respiration was just, he, he was barely breathing. So his, he could not keep up. And they didn't know, and no one knew what to do. They, they did all their tests. They couldn't figure out what was happening. So they just basically let him lay there and, and observing. So I reached, and, 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 and this is another thing. When I looked down at Coleman, his eyes looked like his mom. Every blood vessel had exploded in both his eyes. It was,
0: you, I, I hope
1: everybody listening to this can picture this in your brain how traumatic this was on, on this mom and this baby. And I reached through the wires and I picked this little boy up and I turned him and I started palpating his back and he had a a fifth rib, fifth thoracic rib that was sticking out so far that you you could almost see it through his skin. And I took my thumb and I set it and it made the loudest cracking noise that you could possibly imagine. And I set him down, I palpated his atlas, the right atlas was pushed to the right and twisted. And I took my finger and I just, with one my little finger, and I made a little adjustment. And it clicked. And I laid him down and I looked at him. Alan, and I've told this story a thousand times and I cannot articulate the, the, this moment other than this. This little boy t- took a deep breath. He had turned his head and looked at me and he breathed out. Immediately, the machine, the heart rate started coming down. The respiration started coming back up. We stood there and we watched it. Now, the funniest part about this whole thing, I turned around and there was an old nurse. There was four nurses. One of them was a lot older and she was back there with her arms crossed. She was livid that I was there. She did not want me there. And she says this, well, those machines aren't that reliable anyway. And I just <laughs> I just look at her and I'm and and I wanted to say, I wish I could go back in time. I would say, well, then why do you stand here and worship it like it's the God, the altar of God? Then I walked over to Christy, I gave her a hug, I gave Mark a hug, and I said he'll be fine. And I just leave. I just walk out. It was it was a moment of time that time was still. The next day, I'm in my office. Dr. Roger, the, the pediatrician, come to get an adjustment. And he said, Dr. Young, I don't know. What you did, he said, but Coleman's going home today. Wow. Now, powerful, yes?
0: Well, it's made more One year, honest. I
1: got to finish the story. I got I to gotta finish the story. One year later, I get invited to Coleman's first birthday party. Now, if I went to every birthday party that I had a child done, I'd be going to birthday parties every day, and I never go. But I, my wife and I, we went to this one. Now, the father, Mark, was a pastor at a huge church. And so we went to the birthday party, and it was at the church, and there was over 100 people there. There were kids everywhere. And I got to looking around, and over half of them were new patients of mine from the last year because they told everybody, and everybody in the church. But I didn't know they were all connected, right? It was just people coming to people. So they had a microphone, and so Mark, they was getting ready to, you know, serve the cake and all that, and they were going to pray. And Mark started to talk. And he started to cry. And Christy, and Mark used to be a professional wrestler, like on TV, the big pro wrestlers. You know, he was a big old gruff guy. And he started to cry. And Christy took the mic from him. And she goes, yo, you big baby, let me do it. And he was, I mean, he couldn't he couldn't talk. And she said, we're going to pray. And she said, God, and, and and I don't remember the whole thing, but here's what she said. Lord, we want to thank you, first and foremost, for chiropractic. And we want to thank you for Dr. Young. Because if it wasn't for Dr. Young and chiropractic, Coleman wouldn't be here today. And I I get, i told this story a thousand times and I still tear up because I put myself in that moment. There was not a dry eye in this church. Everybody was crying. It was one of the most profound moments of my life that this little boy was alive because of a chiropractic adjustment. And now I take care of all three of his brother. He got two more, all three of them. There's two brothers the family have been taking care of them. They're, Coleman's 13 years old now, 14 years old. So people want to know where do you get your certainty? Where do you get your passion? Where do you get your fire for chiropractic? Are you kidding me? And it's just a chiropractic adjustment, Alan. It's not a big deal. We just manipulate. What's the big deal? We just we just push on people's backs to make them feel better. No. No. No, we don't. We connect men the spiritual with man to physical, we remove the interference from the brain to the tissue cell and we amplify life, Alan, that's what we do. And that's, that's, I could tell story, I could tell story after story, story like that, but that's one of my favorites.
0: <clears throat> yeah, it's quite an emotional story to be honest. I think um, there'll be a few, there'll be a few people watching this, whether they are chiropractors or people interested in, in chiropractic or people who are having chiropractic will be, I could have learned such a lot just for, just from that story. There's so many parts to it, and how the how it grows, how one person refers to another, refers to another, refers to another, and I, I don't know how much you know about how it works in the UK, but we don't have GPs that really refer. There's the odd no. one, you know. It's really very very rare. It's it's only the few that know the beauty of what we actually do, and it's uh, and it's a shame, but it's um. I'm always amazed at how, when you look back, and if you have an opportunity to look at how one person came in, they came in because of this person, and that person came because of this person. It goes on and on and on and on. The word of mouth. If you have a word of mouth business, I understand you've got a very good and very powerful business. And um, I'm fortunate enough, to, and, and I know <laughs> many of us are, are fortunate enough to have these these businesses where it is working that way. You're not just reliant on. Uh, Facebook or other, other means, it's going through the right way, which is the referral method. No, i have been overjoyed speaking to you. I do have a question, though, Tim. Um, one of the one of the interesting stories which um, I've heard is the in the beginning when you were um, uh, paying for yourself to go through university, you know, and how you paid for it, which was quite an unusual way. You know, in this country, someone might be working in a pub or a bar or or um, you know doing anything they can in their part-time outside of university to pay for it. But you did something a little bit different, you know, with where you were working or living, you were working within the the rodeo.
1: Well, so yeah, it, what happened was um, here we have, we have what called student loans. So I borrowed all the money getting through university, getting through chiropractic school. Um, I came out of school with $160,000 in student loan debt. <laughs> so my daughter just graduated. Well, she a few years ago. She was two hundred and twenty thousand dollars. To put it in perspective, that's how expensive it is over here. But what happened when I when I got out of school and my wife and I we moved from Missouri to Oklahoma when I came here, you know, you got to build this. You got you got to put food on the table. You got to you got to be able to provide. And when you have you know when you I moved here and I took a job working as an associate, but I wasn't. I mean, they weren't paying me anything, and I had a family. I had a wife and three kids all of a sudden. So I would go to the, we have big rodeos here in Oklahoma. Oklahoma is in the middle of the United States. And not only that, it's Oklahoma. I mean, when you think of Oklahoma, you think of, you know, Indians and Buffaloes and horses, (laughs) you know? And so the, the rodeos of the major rodeos, uh, in the, in the country are here in Oklahoma city. I mean, I could almost see the fairgrounds. If I was on top of my house, I could see it from my house. Well I would what I would do is I would go to the rodeos and and all these people just so everybody understands everybody that rides horses whether they do barrel racing or 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 you know anything to do with the rodeo 99% of them have a chiropractor back home but what they do is they get in their trucks and they, and a trailers and they they haul their horses all the way to Oklahoma City from all over the country so they'll, they may maybe travel 12 15 16 hours just to get here and there's a lot of cowboys and Calgirls here in Oklahoma that would come to these events. Well, I would take my portable table and I would set it up and I just put a sign up, you know, chiropractic adjustment, $20. And they would and, and they got to where they knew me, and you know, all these events, and I would have a line. I mean, I would start adjusting people at at you know six o'clock in the morning, and I wouldn't get done till one o'clock in the morning, and I'd get back there the next day. And I did this like these events are a week long. I would do this as much as I possibly could. You know, in a week's time, I would make over a thousand dollars, twenty twenty dollars at a time. That 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 put food on the table that would that would, you know, provide Christmas for my kids. But what it did more than anything, it it put people under my hands. It taught me, you know, I worked on my technique and I made connections. And I have there was a um long story short, one of the cowboys, this was nineteen ninety five. One of the cowboys, my table broke one day. My, my adjusting table, a portable table, it broke. So I pulled two hay bales up. If you guys know what hay bales are, I, I put two <laughs> hay bales together and I started adjusting on these hay bales. And I adjusted Dale Landsberger on that hay bale, 1995. Fast forward, I opened my. I finally get out of my own. I opened my own office. There came an ice storm here in Oklahoma City. We don't get a lot of snow, but we get ice, and it shut the whole city down. But I showed up at my office. I I was there. And I saw two people that day, one in the morning, one in the afternoon. And this was 1999. So I met Dale in 95. He comes into my office in 1999. I adjust him that morning, and it was the only person that morning. Fast forward today, I've taken care of him, his wife, his, his son, his son's wife, and now his grandson, Tobias, was just in last week. He's 19 years old, and I'm taking care of him. Because I showed up because of a chiropractic adjustment, just like you said earlier. It's the, Listen, for everybody listening to this, the chiropractic adjustment, the chiropractic principle is the most important, powerful thing on the planet. And if we will embrace that and understand that, we can make a huge difference in a lot of lives.
0: Yeah, beautifully put. Um, Tim, I, need, I'd, I really want to ask about your book as well you're putting together this, what made you, what was the, uh, the inspiration to, to think, you know, I, I think it's time. Don't get me wrong. I think you've got many books in you, but what was the, what was the reason for the initial energy? Well, it,
1: it's fascinating. Um, a few years ago, I was asked to speak on another podcast called truth talks and it's based out of Colorado. And it was, uh, the guy, I know that I'm really good friends with the guy that, that, that puts this podcast on. Um, and he asked me to be on it because he knew my story. And so they just, we just started talking about how I was raised and, and where I come from and how I went from just basically a poor hillbilly kid living in the hills of Missouri, you know, no shoes and, you know, basically something out of a, a, a movie to where I'm at today. You know, I've got one of the largest practices in the world. I got one of the largest coaching groups in the world. I mean, and but I'm still that country kid. And he wanted it. And so we're talking about that. Well, when we got done with the podcast, it blew up, and, um, and 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 if anybody wants to watch it, you can just put my name in Truth Talks, Tim Young. You can watch that that event. But anyway, the producers and everybody contacted me said, "We gotta, we gotta put this in a book." So it went from okay, we're gonna write a book to now the book is turned into <laughs> a training manual, and the name of the book is going to be called "It Had to Happen." Everything in my life. There was some crazy little things that happened that had to happen in order for me to learn that lesson to go to the next lesson. And we're all that way. Everybody watching this, you, you're not you're not a victim of your life. You you it, you it had to happen the way it did or you wouldn't be learning these lessons. So the whole book is based on my life and the lessons that I learned and how you can apply it to your life. So now it's turned into a whole training program. That's why it's taken so long to come out. So I'm hoping it'll be out this year. And when it is, I'll make sure everybody knows.
0: I'll certainly be buying that book myself. L- listen, Tim, I've got so much gratitude. Thank you so much for coming on today. It's been, it's been amazing. It really has been amazing. And as far, just a reminder about the, uh, the course that you're running on May the 17th and the book that's coming out, um, hopefully, at the end of the year. Thank you so much for coming on, Tim. Like I say, so much gratitude for you. The world would not be the same place without Tim Young. Thank you so much.
1: <laughs> I'm so honored, and uh, I appreciate your time, and I appreciate everybody's time to that uh, um, had to listen, and I, I finish with every conversation with every person I ever meet. If there's anything I can do for anyone, just please reach out. That's what I'm here for.
0: I don't doubt that at all. Thank you again, Tim. Thank Thanks, you guys. Uh, for anyone who's really enjoyed this and I know that you would have done, um, please like and share. Uh, thank you for joining us on being human. Thank you, Tim.
1: Thank you.